0: Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. Paul White here. It's the first day of September, and in the United States, it is the beginning of the long weekend of Labor Day weekend. Well, uh, Fridays, not really the beginning of the weekend, but people start sort of thinking of this as Labor Day weekend. Uh, Labor Day is coming up on Monday, a national holiday that kind of unofficially marks the end of the summer for most people. We start to turn towards fall. Uh, For us here at the DDP, um, the first day of the month means you've just heard the essay edition the day before. Yesterday we aired for you about 10 minutes, 10 and a half minutes long of me reading for you the essay we wrote from the text covering Mark chapter 15 verses 6 to 15, the story of Barabbas and Jesus being presented to the crowd. Of course, the crowd chooses Barabbas to be released. We did a couple of podcasts on why that's relevant, but then yesterday's essay really looks at Barabbas, and I hope that you will take the time and listen in because there are some things we say there that I think are vital. I think there's some good preaching, personally, in that Barabbas story about the Jesus that we choose. But I'll not reteach that. Instead, we're going to move forward into this moment where the soldiers lead Jesus into the praetorium. I pick up the reading today in Mark 15, 16. Then the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole garrison. Um, The Praetorium is the governor's headquarters. It depends on your translation. Some translations call this the palace. Um, Either way, originally the word used here in the Greek was for military headquarters, usually for the barracks where the soldiers dwelled. However, the Gospels tend to use it as a word for the official residence. Now, that could also be the temporary residence of Pilate, who probably residence is somewhere near the barracks of the Roman guard. Uh, There's not an enormous amount of Roman soldiers in Jerusalem on a day-to-day basis, but there would be an increased presence of Rome around these religious holidays because the religious holidays tended to stir the fervor of the zealots, the people who wanted to see some sort of revolution. So Rome would usually increase their military footprint in the area during these feasts so that They could squelch any kind of rebellion. So it so happens that there's a large group, no doubt a larger group of Roman soldiers than there normally would be. Um, While this says it called together the whole garrison, that's also the word for battalion. And other translations say they called together the whole battalion. And The battalion is literally a cohort. I think the King James might say cohort. And the cohort is a tenth of the Roman legion. A Roman legion is 6,000 men. So a cohort or a battalion of a Roman legion is about 600 men. This is also sometimes called a detachment. And this is an interesting word because that's what John uses in the Garden of Gethsemane, John's the only one of the four Gospels that has a detachment of troops going into the Garden. And detachment often doubles as the word cohort. Cohort is 600 Roman legionnaires, a tenth of the legion. Um, it's hard to imagine, it's easy to imagine that Jesus is is in the barracks with a detachment, 600 troops, it's hard to imagine that 600 troops showed up at Gethsemane to arrest Jesus, why they would need an entire detachment or an entire cohort. Um, And it could be that John is presenting you a picture, because I actually think the, the gospel of John is showing you the resurrected Jesus. I, I know that the picture of Jesus that happens before the resurrection, it's hard for us to say, well, this is resurrected Jesus. No, but the stories John presents is presented through the lens of the victorious Christ. That's why his gospel is so different. And in that way, I think it's possible that the detachment that comes against Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, because John's the one in which Jesus, they ask if Jesus is the one and when he responds, uh, everybody falls over. You remember? You remember that story? It's a, a little bit comical. In John 18, um, he asks, "Who are you seeking?" And they say, "Jesus." He says, "I'm He," and everybody falls down. And then they come back and, "Who are you seeking?" You know, I told you. And it's it's, it's like a it's like John presenting the resurrected Jesus in the face of the empire. That what Jesus will do is the word that comes out of His mouth will slay the the empire that comes against Him, and so John seems to give you the allegory, this this idea, this hyperbolic idea of a, a whole battalion, a cohort of troops coming to arrest Jesus. We get that same word here when they lead Him into the Praetorium. I've been to the to this area in the Praetorium, right off of what we. Now called the Via della Rosa, where Jesus carries the cross to Calvary. Right off of that is a little courtyard, where archaeology has discovered that this is the place of the first-century Roman barracks in Jerusalem, and it's the place where Jesus was most likely scourged and beaten. Verse seventeen: They clothed him with purple and twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head and began to sal- put it on his head and begin to salute him. Hail. King of the Jews. Um, I want to save the last half of this encounter for tomorrow's podcast, but I just I want to point out that purple was the color of royal royalty. It was a very very expensive dye. The purple dye was, and so it wasn't a color you saw commonly on the street. To put a purple robe on him was a mark of royalty but they're doing it sarcastically because they follow it with a crown of thorns literally just a bushy helmet of thorns it's not the clean little crown probably that we see but would have just been a pile of thorns pressed together and crushed onto his skull and these were inches long probably well you can imagine the pain that this would cause hail king of the Jews they begin to salute him the sarcasm drips as this incident continues. We'll continue this incident, really, really rather rough incident tomorrow. See you then. God bless.